Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what the right offer amount is. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check out the website at pluminvestmentgroup.com. Happy Wednesday, sir. Happy Wednesday. What's going on? Oh, man. And Casual Fridays, family mantra. The way we do things is our, our lovely editor producer i would struggle with to call him too i i call him producer but i don't know if that's right but i he's yeah. more than an editor he's more than an editor he's he's like family to us yeah yeah is, yeah is brian and for those who didn't know brian is having twins and becca his wife is getting extremely close to popping and so one of the things that was done for me by adam and a couple other my really close friends when we had twins is we did a diaper shower which was tremendous for us it gave us diapers for the first like two years the kids were born. And so in that fashion, I kind of want to hold a virtual baby shower, diaper shower for Brian because he's done a ton with our show and for us companies, both Casual Fridays and my personal company because he came to work for me first. And we're going, we're wanting to host this in a way that we're going to provide a link in our social media and go on there if you feel it compelled with Christmas season and the wish for a new a first time father and he's going to be going through twins. If you want to click on that and help him out and throw throw him a box of diapers, we would sincerely appreciate that, knowing coming from our listening base that he is the one responsible for ensuring our sound and our mistakes don't come across the airways. Yeah, just be clear, if you like the podcast, you should donate to Brian's diaper fund. Yeah. Because there would not be one <laughs> without, without him. Because I wouldn't I'm not doing the editing. Justin's yeah. not doing the editing. Yeah. It's boring, it's tedious, and yeah. like so if you have enjoyed it, <laughs> That's here's, what, here's your time to say thanks. Yeah, we don't ask for much, though, but we do care about those who care for us. And Brian has done an exceptional job with us. And he is about to go on a journey of a lifetime with the twins and any of the, the new parents, if you or any parents out there, if you remember the time when you first had your first kid, multiply it by two and being outnumbered from day one, they're about to have their world rocked. And so if we can help a little bit with this virtual uh, shower, we're going to provide the uh, link in our social medias. We'll also put it in the private group as well. We we look forward to seeing them become successful parents with ha- happy and a healthy delivery of their twins. That's right. And congrats to them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we've made it public that he was having twins yet. I'm still kind of been afraid to say it out loud <laughs> just because <laughs> I haven't seen, you know, Brian's not super active on social media, so I haven't really seen him do a like a big announcement about it. I know mm-hmm. it's open and out there. Yeah. And if it's not, Sorry, Brian. <laughs> He's editing this. You'll never hear this part. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, the whole point is, yeah, I've been kind of nervous to say it out loud too, but. No, I, I talked to him last week just to verify, hey man, are you sure we can bring this up now? Originally when he told me it was before he'd made his big reveal to his parents and family because he wanted to share the excitement because he knew I had twins and, and he was like kind of, I think, wanting to know what was going to happen. And it's a, it is a scary, crazy time and it's going to be fun. You're going to feel more love than you've ever felt in your life and it's going to be intense and you're going to cry. It's going to yell. It's going to be loud. You're going to fear 
every emotion in the world and it's going to hit you all at once. He did say something to me on the phone the other day about their plans for twins. And I was like, you may want to ask Justin his advice on that. Yeah, there's no plans. <laughs> you just... <laughs> well, you well, sh- well, his was, they're going to let the twins sleep in the room with them. No, do not. <laughs> no. That's what people look at us like we're crazy. And I have three kids, the twins and then Case and Big Cheese. And they have slept a total in bed with us. One Jackson, maybe three hours. Kaysen, three hours. Jordan has never slept in bed with us. We do not let in, in the room. We do not let them sleep in our, our room. We, we moved them out of our room probably four days after they got home. And then they went to their, they were in the same room. And then she, my wife moved them to separate rooms because they were waking each other up in their naps. Because well, you'll never sleep, right? Because they'll be crying all night. And wife will be up moving around doing their well, thing. So Jessica pumped and breath or she pumped and then fed them so they were on a three-hour eating cycle so it would take an hour to pump she would sleep for an hour then feed them for an hour mm. for the first little bit so yeah i mean it's there's a you, you can have a plan going into it but what's that old adage like you, everybody has a plan to get hit in the face yeah you're about to get hit in the face <laughs> and your plan is going out the window be fluid be relaxed and understand your wife's about to be crazy <laughs> <laughs> he may not want to sleep in the room yeah and and I was working so much at the time when we had them that I couldn't really be in. I, I was a help in some ways, but for the most part, she was fending for herself. When we were lucky that we had some friends come down and stay, help out her mom, her sister, Amanda came and helped, you know, for a couple of days or a week. And I think they realized real quick too, that how hard it was. And it was, it's just, then we finally had to tell everybody to leave and we just had to handle it ourselves. I feel like I have it, or maybe it was on Facebook or something or social, but it's like the best photo of Jessica just, worn the hell out and the, two, the <laughs> twins are crawling all over yeah you know what photo i'm talking yeah, about yeah i know I, th- I think i took that i yeah. like to take fun pictures like that yeah and uh, then my other memory is talking to you on your way home from work and you're just like exhausted and you're like okay i'm about to walk into hell i'm gonna have to let you go <laughs> and i hear the front door open and it's just scream crying yeah not, and you're like here we go <laughs> you worked 14 hours today <laughs> with grown men crying you're gonna walk into two babies crying and so i Again, I implore you to to click the link on one of our socials in the in the show notes and share a little love with him because his world is about to be rocked. Okay, so on to the show topic. Yeah. So what do you offer? <laughs> I offer thirty two point two percent. No, that and so this came up is I've had this question a couple times that where people think our blind offer is a set in stone number. Like they send this blind offer out and it's like, Justin, you sent thirty percent. Are you are you do you take any more than that? And I'm like yeah, like, I mean, that's not my number. That's an arbitrary number to qualify the lead that's generated by the blind offer. Yeah, I would say on average, it ranges from like, I don't know, close to 30%, 35, 33, 28, but there's no hard set stone. You just, and this is just in my opinion, you don't want it too high to where everyone in the county's bailing you. Yeah, yeah. and then you don't want it too low so that you don't get any. You don't get any, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like that number on average, is probably somewhere in that 25 to 35% range, but that doesn't mean you're stuck there. Yeah, and I, I think for me, where I see the hang-up the most or the disconnect is the separating the offer letter, the blind offer letter price versus when you get a property back and you assign a value to it, and then you decide what your margin you're okay with there is. Is that is that yeah. kind of clear? So, like, there's two pieces to this. Like, we... You're figuring up like a blanket county price or if you price by zip code or city, you know, whatever you price by and you say, okay, I'm going to offer 30% just for rough numbers. And then you get a piece of property back and you look at it and 
so you offered 10, you think everything, and it's going to be worth 30. Well, you get it back, you offered 10, but it's worth 45 or 50. Now, would I stay at that 10 if they say, hey, I need 12 or I need 15, or do I go up some? And again, for me, those are two totally separate things. My blind offer is just to get the qualified lead, just to get somebody to call me. And then my final price that I pay is going to vary depending on that individual property and what the value is around it. Yeah. Yeah, it comes from the due diligence part, right? There's always, well, not always, there's some people just sign it, send it back, you mm-hmm. hit a massive home run. But especially when you're going after the, the bass boat property, there's going to be people wanting to negotiate. negotiate. Yeah. And this is on our big swings in negotiations, too. These can be, well, you offer 10, they want 12. Yeah. Do you do that? <laughs> I mean, that's like, okay, hey, it's worth $30,000. You want it 12000 Yeah, I can make that happen. Oh, you know what? That extra two grand is going to uh, break it's me. It's not going to work. Yep. It's not going to work. That's, that's, a, that's a big mailer. You know, and that's... I, I don't know how to say it any clearer than when we give you a guideline, we, we say it's hard for us to make. We make a statement. It's considered you know gospel or a rule. These statements are based on law of averages over a ton of deals or you know four or five years worth of history. Now, when we, we say, hey, this is a guideline to get you going, every individual property needs to be, you go do your due diligence on it when you get it back. The lead comes in, you go back. Does it have access? Yes. Does it have good topography? Yes or no. Is it usable topography and can you do something with it? Is it flood zone? Is it a wetland? Now we're looking at value. Is the value there? So will I pay more than 30% for a property? Let's think, let's look at the, just the project one properties. Uh, we paid $63,000 on one. It sold for 170. 179. 179. Okay. That's 30%. Yeah. Pretty close, give or take math. Right at, right yeah. on basically. Yeah. We bought a hundred acre for 54,000, give or take. It sold for 105. That's 50%. We got 110 from it though. Yeah, but it's still... So that's basically... 48%, 47%. Yeah. Okay. Well, 50, 55, 60, right in that range. Okay. Next one was 20 acre. We paid... Um, all in at 12.5. 12.5, and we sold it at... 39.9. 39.9. That's Bass Whoa. Boat, textbook Bass Boat, probably. That's 30%. And then we had the 40... We paid 25 all in, 20, give, yeah, give or take. Yeah, 24.5. Yeah, 25. I'm going to call it 25, and sold for 80. Yeah. So that's right at what... Just just over thirty, just under thirty two percent. Yeah, right under a third. Yeah. So so those those numbers aren't fluid. Now looking back in hindsight, is there some of those we would pay more for to still do that deal, or we paid a little bit less, or we do we will be commanded less? I mean, it, it's a fluid number. It's we saw a value there at fifty three thousand dollars or fifty four thousand dollars to sell for one ten. Would you do that deal again? Yeah. Yeah. Every one of those two also had. Uh... We were a little bit, the offer price was a little less too. We probably had four grand wrapped up in every one of them in and title. Title and curative work. Fees, yeah. yeah. And that's that's the thing about this is that your offer is just to heat, your, your blind offer, and I, and I want to echo it again, is to heat up the, the lead, to qualify the lead. Then your value comes when your due diligence piece. What is the property worth? And is it worthwhile for you to do the deal? I had a deal come back the other day that I put a value of like 45 grand on. The lady offer on it was 15. She was him hawing. She goes, you know what? I want 17 now. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you 17. Sign a damn purchase and sales agreement. Let's get a title. You know, that's, that's what we do. We know that we're going to make money on that. You know, I've bought it 15 or 16 and sold for 35 or 40. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a triple your money deal. It's it, you made enough cash to keep moving. You always got to remember it as land of are spoiled. Fucking spoiled rotten. <laughs> spoiled rotten. Because any single family house flipper guy listening to this who's making 20% on their deals mm-hmm. is happy. Yeah. You know, buying for 50, selling for 60. Yeah. And they're they're extremely happy for and 
I personally have never met a house flipper, even if they've gone in and rehabbed the home, mm-hmm. who's doubled their money. Sure as shit, never met anyone who tripled it. Uh, I will say cash on cash using other people's money, yes, but doubled or tripled their money for like end of the deal for a hundred, made two hundred back. No, no, I've never heard. I've never even heard it. And I think that's why you have to use other people's money in there. That's why you're you're getting hard money and you're you're leveraging it in the, in that niche versus like our niche where we you know we could try to do that, but we're gonna take a massive hit on it. I would never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even dream of doing a land deal. Buy for fifty, sell for sixty. <laughs> unless I would held you? It, unless, unless I held it, knew. unless I'd held it for a year. Uh, well, and was, yeah, and I was dumping it. Or you knew you had an end buyer lined up. Yeah, you know it was you're in and out in a day. Yeah, like if it was, if, I mean, if it's a wholesale deal where I'm yeah. assigning the contract, yeah, I'd do that. But not, not, I wouldn't put fifty grand to work to make sixty. No, that'd be a terrible idea. Yep. Anything else? No, I, I think it's, I think it's important as people get geared up and they realize is, I mean, we saw the amount of mail that was purchased for the Black Friday sale from from Rocket Print Mail is that you've got to take a keen eye and look at your deals and establish a solid value when you get a property back and decide if that's the money you're going to make or not. Because if it's not, if you're like, I'm only doing triple my money deals, you're going to leave a lot on a table. Yep. Cool. We'll call it there. It's Wednesday. Be sure to check out that link for Brian. Help him out. Show him some love. And then show us some love. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Go to like, follow, subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. We'll see you Friday. See you guys.